Well, good day, folks. Johnny No Cash here, and you are listening to Life with Johnny No Cash. And man, I gotta say, this episode has been punishing. I spent all day yesterday trying to do this, but there was technical difficulty after technical difficulty. Seemed like every time I talk with my hands a lot. So as I was doing the podcast, I was either hitting the fucking cable or some cord and it was disconnecting. It was one thing after another. <laughs> so it is seven in the morning. I got my coffee. I've got a couple rolled smokes so I can try and bang this out. And hopefully it goes a lot better than it did yesterday. So, on today's episode, I want to talk about some of the big things that are coming up for me in the next coming months. And that is preparing for my biggest battle, my biggest nemesis to date. That is Mother Nature. So, without further ado, let's jump into it. So, I am currently in Abbotsford, beautiful British Columbia. I'm actually not in the town of Abbotsford, but I'm just off the highway. I found this neat little road that, it was a pretty rough road, but again, my van is pretty tough as well, so I wasn't too phased by it, but I ended up driving about six kilometers up this mountain, and I found this really nice secluded clearing, and it is surrounded by trees. There's a nice little path. It's a complete dead end. So anytime people come up, they got to turn around and head the other way because there's not much room for another car here. So it's been nice. This is my third day now at this location. But since the last podcast, I got to say, you know, so the last one, which was recorded in Campbell River, Every single night that I was in that that location was a fucking party, man. It was a hot spot for nomadic boondockers. I don't know what it was. I don't know how people found this spot, but every single night there was always some new vehicle or a couple new vehicles there, and there was guitars out playing. We were drinking, fucking laughing, sharing drinks and sharing stories about life on the road. It was just an absolute blast. We were playing dice. It was, it was nonstop. And I mean, that's cool to some extent, but at some time, at some point you, you need a break from it. And so after Campbell river, I ended up slowly, I, it dawned on me that there was no possible way that I was ever going to make it to the top of the island with the budget I was on. I mean, Vancouver Island is exceptionally expensive, and with the money I have and the budget that I'm trying to, you know, keep under wraps, there was just no possible way I was going to make it to the top of the island and back. Um, So I ended up having to tuck my tail between my legs and head back south towards Victoria and wait Uh, And put my money to more um, practical things. And that is exactly the segue I'm going in with here. See, when I was in Campbell River, the temperature was rapidly changing. You know, a few weeks back to a month back, I was complaining about the heat and the sun and the humidity. It was just fucking punishing. 
Well, once I was in Campbell River, it was a pretty drastic change. And that is, I was going from 26 degrees during the day all the way to four degrees at night. Now, I am prepared for, you know, the cold. I've got a great sleeping bag. I've got plenty of blankets. But when you go to bed and it's, you know, 20 degrees, you're not really expecting it to drop another 16 degrees. So I was waking up and it was starting to kind of dawn on me that this could be a fucking problem in the very near future, depending on how the weather holds up. I needed to figure out how in the hell I'm going to survive a Canadian winter. Now, if you are Canadian, you're very well aware that we have four seasons and no matter what side of the country you're on, you experience four seasons. I'm from the East Coast, so the winter does get pretty fucking cold come November, December. And I've never really spent too, too much time in the West Coast for winter, but I have heard it still gets cold and it rains a lot. So it's really kind of muggy and wet, quite gross winters from what I hear out here. So nonetheless, I got to fucking keep myself warm. And there was a few options. Now, I, I really, again, I'm, I'm on a budget. There's only so much I can do to the van per month. Uh, within, depending, of course, of how far I'm traveling and, you know, budget restrictions. I know I've been saying budget a lot, but fuck, man. It is a pretty important topic when you're living on the road. So I had to kind of go through my options. And a number of people that I've talked to while on the road, they had these uh, propane heaters. I don't know. Ah, It just rubbed me the wrong way having a big-ass gas can in my fucking van and just pumping out this these fumes. And, you know, I smoke in here, and I'm spending a lot of time in here. Um... I mean, not just doing podcasts, but writing music and uh, when I'm chatting with family and friends. I just didn't like the idea of having a big-ass propane uh, tank just pumping that shit out. So there was that option, and I kind of crossed that off quite quickly. The other option was gut the old fucking motor and figure out why um, it wasn't pumping heat or AC to begin with. Now... Of course, this is probably going to be needed to be fixed in the near future, but considering I'm going to be parked for a long period of time during the winter, um, I'm not going to be driving a whole hell of a lot. So that didn't seem like the best idea. I mean, I didn't want to have my car or my van idling for hours on end just to keep the thing warm. That just didn't, again, I'm wasting energy. I'm polluting the fucking air. I don't want to sound like a damn hippie, but it's true. You know, I I just didn't like the idea of having my van idling for, you know, hours on end. Well, and uh, another option was to get, you know, some kind of space heater, but they fucking suck up so much energy that I doubt my Jackery battery would be able to sustain it. So that was kind of out of the question. My last option, which is what I've gone with, was it was suggested that I install a mini wood stove. (laughs) A mini wood stove. Well, I had to scratch my old head there. Having a wood stove, a burning 
you know, burning fire. It's contained, of course, inside a small area that is mounted on top of gallons and gallons of gas. Well, I mean, first of all, you'd need a spark or something like that to ignite anything, but it was definitely an option. And I did some research and I started going through blogs and YouTube tutorials and YouTube um, installation videos and things like that. And I noticed that it was actually quite common that these van lifers were installing stoves during the winter. So after doing enough research, looking at my old bank account and seeing what I could afford and how I could kind of go through with this, I decided to uh, give it a shot. My buddy Andy had sent me a link to this 14-inch Caribou Backpackers stove. And after doing a bit of research, it seemed like I had pretty good reviews. It's tiny. It's very, it's very compact. I thought, and, and also the, um, the, the chimney itself was, it's only a two inch diameter, so it's not taking up a ton of room. I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I've got to do this shit now. I only have the resources to build this for a short period of time. And that is my buddy, Andy. (laughs) He's got all the tools I'd need to actually install this fucking thing. And the window was very, the window wasn't open much. So I decided I've got it. It's, it's now or never that I do this. So I ended up ordering the stove. And while I'm waiting for the stove, of course, looking for ways of making this safe and making this, you know, practical enough that I'm not tripping over the fucking thing in the middle of the night, all drunk and making sure that it is, you know, meets the safety requirements, but also will keep me warm and, you know, won't smoke my ass out. So I had done some research on how to actually install this fucking thing. And it's not as easy as just, oh, you drill a hole in the ceiling and boom, you got yourself a stove. You know, there's a lot more to it. So I had to basically make a whole fireplace backing in my van for the stove, as well as installing a hearth, which is what the stove sits on. So there was quite a bit of work here. Um, And the more work usually means the more fucking money. (laughs) And I'm like, Christ, man, like it just never ends. So I picked the stove up and I believe with tax, it was just under 200 bucks. And it's a cute little stove. It arrived a couple days later. Um, It seemed to be, you know, exactly what, you know, it was advertised as. The only thing now is how am I going to install this comfortably so it's not taking up a ton of room, but also safe enough for me to sleep in fucking here and do my work and, you know, do this properly so it's not an absolute mess like some of the other fucking projects have done in here. So I end up going to shitty old home fucking depot almost daily because man, I, I could go on a rant about home. De- you know, I will home Depot. What is wrong with you and your employees? Like, does, are you just hiring people off the fucking street that just know how to point? Because I'm asking some of these people where, you know, where simple things are like sheet metal. And they had no idea what the fuck I was talking about, man. It was fucking frustrating. And speaking of Home Depot, I actually called them out on Instagram and told them off. 
and they DM'd me and offered me a $25 gift card. So it goes to show you sometimes complaining can lead to riches. So that $25 went towards a fire extinguisher. So just so you know, I do have a fire extinguisher in the van. Uh, Worst case scenario, of course. Thanks to Home Depot for fucking up, pissing me off enough to make an Instagram video and then them trying to reimburse me with a gift card. So, I mean, I guess it all worked out. It evens out in the end, folks. So, finally, after weeks or some weeks, after days and days of going to and from Home Depot, trying to get these supplies, going to Canadian Tire and a, and a bunch of roofing stores uh, for the the sheet metal itself, I finally got all the supplies I needed. And we really only had a day and change to get this built, installed, and running. Because Andy works five days a week. He's only got a few days off that he can help me with this shit. So I started prepping things before cutting the metal, making sure it's all going to fit and everything's by hand. So I started cutting the backing. I started cutting the, uh, the trim, uh, the hearth was made and I made the top for that and it's looking pretty slick. I got to say, considering I'm not a fucking builder in any sense of the word, but it's looking pretty good. And of course, you know, we get to the point where, yeah, this stove is fucking going in and we got the backing on, we got the hearth in. And now the last part, the biggest part was drilling a four inch hole through the roof of the van. And as you know, once you do that, uh, you know, there, there's, there's only one way forward and that is to continue with the project. So drilled that fucker in, put the flashing in, was able to seal it up properly. And like, we're all nervous as all hell. We'd never done anything like this before in our lives. I mean, we're literally just learning from YouTube and, and from blogs and 90% of the time, these guys are just doing it for the first time as well. So who knows what kind of information we're really getting, how valid it is, or, you know, how safe this shit really is. Who knows? But we're taking them for their word, and it seemed like, you know, they weren't crying during the tutorial videos, and they weren't, like, you know, extremely depressed. So I figured, you know, it seems like things worked out for them. So we took them for their word and got that damn hole in put that pipe through it, <laughs> sealed it all up. And God damn. So that very night we, we, we ended up caulking the, uh, the chimney and making sure that there was no leaks or no, no holes. And it wasn't touching the sides. Of course, there's flashing all around the chimney itself. So it touches nothing other than the bolts that are in it itself. And we let that dry for a day and then The next day, cocked it one more time and then lit that fucker up. I gotta say, it was toasty. It was so fucking toasty and warm and and comforting. It, It took a little while to get it going. And I will say that because my van is not very well insulated, I'm really gonna have to be careful on how I maintain these fires. Um... 
I, I have it installed right by the back passenger door. So the doors will be open while I'm feeding it wood. Um, to get some ventilation, some air in there. Hope, of course, every fire you start, it starts smoking. Once you get a flame, then you can kind of shut it up and, uh, and just leave it and set it and forget it type thing. And the nice thing is, is because I live in such a small area, it's not going to take a whole lot to heat this fucker up. The one thing though is ventilation and that is a big concern of mine. I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to tackle that obstacle. I have a feeling that I might get some mesh, um, just not chicken wire, you know, that mosquito mesh type shit. And I might have to put it over the passenger and driver's side door and leave those windows open. Of course, the food in here is going to attract the wildlife. Like there's, there's always like a pro and con to this. Sure. I can have my windows open so I don't die of carbon monoxide and uh, lack of oxygen, but it could also attract grizzly bears and any other critters and fucking other nomads who are hungry. Who fucking knows? There's always something it seems, but I am just so happy that we were able to do this uh, successfully. And we let that fire burn. We are treating the stove itself. There's a lot of chemicals that are in the stove when you first buy one. It's always good to burn that stove for a number of hours before you close up your location, whether it's a, uh, a cabin or if you're outside camping in a tent. It's always good to treat your stove and get rid of those, those nasty, harmful chemicals. So... It was just so nice to finally kind of complete this fucking project and and see it. And like I said, when, when we started the fire up, it was probably 9.30 at night. And BC has had a fire ban for almost four months. And it was just lifted the weekend that we installed the stove. So it was so cool seeing a fucking fire in three months. I know it sounds so weird to say, considering this entire province was ablaze for such a long period of time. But when you're camping, you know, having a campfire is always a huge part of the experience. So feeling that that heat and smelling the wood crackle and, and, and just seeing the fire itself was just very welcoming. It was such a nice feeling that we accomplished this and it's, it's in a safe spot. It's completely secure. And like I said, this was in Vancouver. This was about three, four days ago now. And I've driven up to Abbotsford, which is, it's not too far, but I have gone down some pretty rocky roads and it seems like it's fairly secure still. So it puts me at ease knowing that, you know, driving down some of these rocky, bumpy roads hasn't completely dismantled the fucking thing and uh, separated it from the caulking and whatnot. I'm really, really hoping that I don't have to do too much modifications to this thing going into the winter. It's just going to be an absolute nightmare to do any kind of repairs while it's pissing rain. And I really hope that it's good and we've said it and we don't have to worry about it. The only thing right now is I will say the chimney is ugly as fuck. 
our caulking job is like to the max. We're like smearing it on, just making sure that there was no leaks and, and, and no chance of flames getting through and potentially starting a fire. So it is ugly. It's an eyesore. So I do need to pick up some flashing at some point and make just a little kind of a cone over top of it. Uh, that'll also help run the water off and hide such a hack job we did. So as of now, I've been at this spot for three. Uh, this is my third day. And it is a Friday, and as much as I was under the impression that camping season was over because kids have gone back to school, people are starting their regular positions and whatnot, I gotta say, uh, it's been busy enough in this little spot that I'm at. There was um, one guy who was not fucking impressed with me last night. I was playing guitar really loud and um and that's rare i don't really get the opportunity to have that kind of isolation where i can really fucking belt it out scream at the top of my lungs and i was getting into her and this huge dodge ram four by four truck pulls up like just jacked pulls right in front of me and shining the fucking beamers right through my windshield, clearly trying to get my attention. But no, I ignored him. I was playing as loud as I could, pretending I was drowning him out. And he was so upset that he fucking did this massive brake burnout out the fucking laneway. I guess, because I don't know what he wanted. I personally have no idea what his problem was. But, you know, teach their own. Uh, Maybe this was his spot. Who fucking knows? But... When you're on crown land, man, it's everybody's land. And technically, I could stay here for another week if I wanted to. But I don't think I will. I think I am now off to a new location today. I did have enough supplies to last at least a week here. I got plenty of water, plenty of food. But I am running out of tobacco and I'm running out of booze. So I figured that maybe it's time to take a little... uh, jet into town. I think the nearest one from here, uh, outside of Abbotsford is Hope. So I might go into Hope and, you know, really stock up for a long stay somewhere. I do want to start panning for gold in the very near future. So maybe I can find a spot that I can just kind of hunker down for a week. I've got enough supplies to last me that long and just stay put. It's been great partying in Campbell River. It was great hanging out with Andy and Fran and the family for well over a week straight and, you know, catching up with some of the nicest fucking people I know. But it's also nice to have some time to yourself, decompress, do these podcasts, work on some music and kind of look at the future. And and especially, you know, because my future depends on nature and uh, the, 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 the temperatures and the weather, I really have to take all of this shit into much more intense um, consideration than, say, if I was living in an apartment. So, that being said, I am great. I'm feeling good these days. I'm feeling very confident with the stove. And if you live in a fucking van or, uh, you know, some kind of mobile home like that, and you're thinking about getting uh, a stove, don't do it yet. (laughs) I don't have proper results 
All I'm saying is that I installed the damn thing. I'm not saying that it's not going to explode. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, the caulking was so good that it's not going to leak. And who knows, if it starts pissing, I might have to fucking, you know, drain this van out at some point. I'm not entirely sure. All I'm saying is, is that I installed it with my buddy Andy. We were successful with that. We did burn it. Seemed fine. But... I think after about a month of using this consistently, then I can give it a proper review and a proper assessment on whether or not this was a good idea or a very bad idea. Worst case scenario, I can sell the fucking stove, patch up the ceiling and do something else. Who knows? There's always options. So I just want to say, folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm going to try and keep this much more consistent now that I'm kind of away from society and I've got a little bit more time to hang out in front of the mic and just kind of get my thoughts out. So I appreciate you tuning in. You guys mean the fucking world to me. And I think I'm almost at a thousand downloads with Johnny, uh, Life with Johnny No Cash. So I really appreciate the, uh, the continued listeners. And if there's somebody you know, like if you might not benefit from this, but you know somebody who's on the road and not too sure about what they should or shouldn't do or might need some kind of uh, somebody to listen to while they're, you know, traveling around, by all means, please share this sh- uh, this podcast. It... It really helps the algorithm and it grow and reach a lot more people. It's tough doing all this shit these days, but it's fun and that's the main goddamn thing. So, that being said, if you want to check out my Instagram, you can go to Johnny No Cash Official. If you want to check out Facebook, you can check out Johnny No Cash Official. Of course, if you want to email me about this podcast with any constructive criticism, some comments, complaints, concerns, anything at all, you can email life with Johnny No Cash at gmail.com. But most importantly, if you want to wear <clears throat> some dusty ass swag and help this content creator out, you can always go to johnnynocash.bandcamp.com, pick yourself up a t-shirt. All the proceeds goes right back into me making more content for you guys. And it also helps me know that you guys actually like this shit. So thank you guys so much for your ears. I hope your coffee or your whiskey or your smoke served you well while you're listening to this episode. And I hope to do this a lot more sooner than the previous one. I'm going to be on top. I swear to God. (laughs) So cheers, y'all. You know it. I love y'all. A staggered motherfucking crawl. Out.